WCBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor, WCBN.org. Grabs on to attempt it for the Wolverines. Holds her breath, Ann Arbor, as Navarre gets set. Places down, kick is up. It's long enough. It's good! It's good! Michigan wins the game! Michigan shocks Washington, and the Wolverines are victorious! This is Noam Chomsky. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Glad to be with you. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gray Matters. It's the fundraiser edition. My name is Jim Dwyer. And I'm Dick Whaley, running a little bit hungover. Well, I've been... The uh, Super Bowl did it to me. I've been under the weather myself lately. I uh, have to stay away from those Chinese dumplings, apparently. I've oh, been yeah. Up and down in the uh, illness department. But uh, after having been out a couple of weeks for uh, professional reasons, getting caught up in the old semester grading, uh, glad to be back. And thanks, uh, Dick, for covering that. And... Uh, it's a very important uh, fundraiser show this year. You might be a little confused about that if you've been listening the last half hour. Uh, you may have forgotten that it is the fundraiser uh, time of year, but we do indeed need to solicit your calls at 763-3500 for continued support. Continued support, and this is a chance for you to tangibly contribute to the Gray Matter show. Uh, we, of course, down here do a kind of a variety of things related to political, economic, uh, historical, and kind of intellectual uh, goings-on in the world. And we like to, uh, well, we don't like to hold back. <laughs> we give out brain damage awards for um, stupid behavior and stupid uh, statements and boneheaded uh, political arguments that are being made in the body politic. And needless to say, this was yet a classic Another week of uh, these sorts of events. A busy banner week, even. I think it's pretty frightening, by the way, when you see the president's new budget that uh, is basically, I don't know, he made some bizarre statement, and I'm going to just paraphrase here. He says the, the budget will be balanced by the year 2012. Bah humbug. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Um, George Bush is trying to save his presidency. Uh, it's really beyond repair um, be due to the Iraq war, but now he's in big trouble because of the economy. And when you have national polls showing that 8 out of 10 Americans think the economy is poor to, quote, fairly bad, <laughs> um, they often hold the uh, president's uh, party responsible for um, this sort of performance. And when you see that the defense budget for America is $515 billion uh, in Bush's new $3.1 trillion budget with 70 more billion um, basically uh, going to be funneled to Iraq and Afghanistan 
That's almost $600 billion. And I was just recently looking at some old documents. Clinton's, Bill Clinton's last uh, budget had about $297 billion for defense. So that gives you an idea that we've doubled our defense budget in the last eight years. And that is a staggering fact and number. And one of the most troubling things about this presidential campaign, in my opinion, is that the Republican Party continues to get away with talking about tax cuts amidst uh, proposals and uh, uh, advocacies for more defense spending. They don't explain how they're going to pay for the Iraq war or how they want to pay for the $500 billion we've already spent on the Iraq war. John McCain, we'll give him a brain damage award, talks about staying in Iraq for a hundred years. That would cost $12 trillion, dude. And uh, it might be cheaper just to annex it at that point. Uh, it's, uh, it's remarkable. And uh, we'll actually give him a brain damage award for his debate performance. That was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Well, you said a few weeks ago that he appeared to be off his medications. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> he appears to vacillate a little bit on that. Uh. And I find it absolutely bizarre that the Republican Party is is sort of rallying around him as their chosen one. Um, don't get me wrong. There are definitely deficiencies with Mike Huckabee and Mitt Romney. But um, it just strikes me that McCain was, what, against the tax cuts before he was for them. Now he wants to make them permanent. This is unbelievable. I mean, this guy is, talk about flip-flopping around. You know, Mitt, Mitt, they talk about Mitt Romney being a flip-flopper. This is, this is one unbelievable example. And um, I think it's just unfortunate that the, the Republican candidates running for president are not asked how they're going to pay for the uh, continued uh, Iraq war. Well, it becomes you know implicit through silence that it will be more of the same, more cuts in social programs, more cuts in schooling, more cuts for the roads, more cuts uh, or more burdens on uh, state uh, spending. And yeah, of and course, the states don't have the money, and right. of course, in Bush's uh, new budget proposal that's uh, famously been called debt on arrival, though it, I, I think I heard Kent Conrad say it's debt on departure. Bush proposes to cut Medicaid and Medicare uh, to make up for making his tax cuts permanent and believing in this fantasy that somehow uh, the budget will be balanced by 2012. Uh, this is remarkable fuzzy math. So uh, George Bush gets a brain damage award for not being fuzzy wuzzy. No, uh, and it's um, interesting that you started out with that uh, detail from the... Uh military spending in the uh, proposed budget uh, from the Bush team there, um, because it was staggering to me how uh, the billion-dollar word kept getting mentioned uh, over and over again in last week's news. Uh, the presidential race, uh, the uh, increasingly ugly uh, splatter fest uh, that is the Obama-Clinton uh, campaign, a little bit unnecessarily uh, veering into name-calling territory is now uh, becoming a billion-dollar race in and of itself. Uh, interesting news that, uh, oh, let's see, uh, economic growth in the uh, Gulf region. Gulf states' foreign assets set to top $2,000 billion. 
good year for business in the Gulf. And um, of course, Exxon Mobil made forty billion dollars last year. That news came out last week, and uh, Bush proposes to continue giving Exxon Mobil tax breaks. Now, this is just absolutely incredible. Um, it's it's sometimes very difficult to know where to begin. I mean, we're living in a kind of a fantasy world in this country uh, about where our money is going. In fact, one of the great other deficiencies of this presidential campaign is there simply is not enough uh, clear-cut uh, discussions of energy policy. And I'll, I'll oh, give policy Jennifer, general. You know, Grant, Grant Holmes been sort of... <laughs> stumbling and mumbling around a little bit in recent uh, months, but I'll give her credit. She at least has a palpable plan for the state of Michigan regarding uh, revitalizing the manufacturing sector through alternative energy. And she's been far more specific than any of the presidential candidates. And uh, I think that's been another incredible deficiency in these debates. I don't quite understand why people keep getting asked questions about, um, you know, Obama's asked about TV Hollywood TV programming and movies. Um, that's not his problem or his job. Um, it's just fluff. Um, you know, Bill Clinton, or excuse me, Hillary Clinton has asked why she's a better nominee than, than Obama. You know, these kind of personality fests that keep... That keep uh, Oh, it's, it's just it's so, so annoying. I wish they'd really get into some of the specifics about some of the important issues, though I think the Democratic debate was much better uh, this past week than the uh, Republican debate that was really uh, John McCain. I don't know, dude. Um, you may want to seek some counseling. <laughs> Well, uh, you mentioned the uh, illusion and the fantasy world, and it's interesting to see that uh, the mainstream media is, is little to no help in uh, focusing uh, the agenda on the real serious issues that face everyday people as a you know matter of their daily lives. Uh, when it, it it's come to the point where a you know cable TV comedy news show like The Daily Show becomes one of the most incisive, hard-hitting news programs, mm -hmm. uh, you know that the country's in trouble. Um, when small-time radio stations like WCBN are one of the last places where uh, local community uh, members can program their own shows, uh, public affairs programming is not corporate-sponsored, um, and this is all off onto the edge of the uh, media landscape, that the country uh, really is trying to hide a lot of things and from itself. And that's sad. And uh, you, as a listener to WCBN, have access to free speech radio news and uh, various programs on WCBN that add a little dose of reality uh, to this uh, disturbing uh, fantasy delusion that much of the mainstream media would like us to believe. Yes. 734-763-3500. It's kind of hard to fundraise during a financial downturn uh, and uh, doom and gloom headlines. Yeah. But really, that is the most important time to support uh, community student-run radio stations. And so uh, if you could, it's a difficult time. It's the dinner hour and so forth now. But if you could uh, make a brief moment to call 763-3500, pledge your support to either this program or the station in general, uh, another year's worth of uh, broadcasting can continue. 
One of the typical subjects that we cover down here are, are economic stories, like, of course, the recent uh, unemployment numbers. And uh, rather than get into all the gory details, I, I just will mention once again these uh, interesting numbers um, briefly. It's rather mystifying how the unemployment rate can go down by a half, you know, one-tenth of a point when the actual number of jobs... Um, actually was reduced last month. In other words, it was negative. And, um, and unfortunately, I lost... Oh, here it is. I thought it fell out somewhere. But anyway, uh, Louis uh, Uchtichel and uh, Michael Grinbaum have the uh, New York Times' coverage on this. This is one of their best uh, regular monthly features where they give you kind of a breakdown of the numbers. But I'll just quote this paragraph... It says employment has been weakening for months. <laughs> While employment continued to add jobs last year, they did so at an ever-slowing pace, averaging just 42,000 jobs a month in the fourth quarter and 95,000 jobs a month for all of last year. That was down sharply from 175,000 a month in 2006. Uh, when the recovery from the 2001 recession was still in full swing. Well, that number is, is crucial. Uh, the uh, American uh, population demographics add about 150,000 people to the job market every month. So when you're only averaging 42,000 a month, you're, that's $100,000, or, or excuse me, 100,000 jobs per month. And over the year, that's over a million. Um, so that is a serious slowdown. And yet the Unemployment numbers don't really reflect this, uh, the theory being that while well, some people have just simply dropped, dropped out of the job market altogether and are therefore not considered unemployed. This, of course, is one of the delusions of the American economy. Uh, Europe has a much different way of calculating unemployment. The United States uses a bizarre uh, thing called a kind of a, an amalgam of uh, the payroll numbers and the so-called monthly survey. And these uh, numbers, as we've pointed out, these surveys, these, these, the data that it's kept by the Labor Department, are in very different worlds. And let's remember that Elaine Chow is Secretary of Labor. She is the wife of Mitch McConnell, minority leader, the uh, senator from Kentucky, who, of course, is one of uh, George Bush's foot soldiers in the Reagan Revolution. <laughs> I thought that the uh, debate in the in in the uh, you know with the airplane behind the Republican candidates, where it looked like they were sitting in front of tuna fish cans, <laughs> was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. The uh, I don't know the 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 desk seemed to have been built for John McCain. It was awfully low to the ground, <laughs> and it was the visuals on it were just kind of funny. And there was a, a weird echo, and of course they were all wallowing in reverence for Ronald Reagan. Um, and John McCain kept asserting that he was a foot soldier in the Reagan revolution. Well, image has never been a keen Republican strong suit. I remember a Republican convention years back when Bush the first 
uh, received the nomination and the song that they played, the, the swelling strains. I mean, we all remember the Clinton Fleetwood Mac, you know, oh, yeah. moment. Uh, very generational there. Stop for, thinking uh, about tomorrow for a number of people. But when the uh, Republican about convention started to, yeah, it's a silly song. It's is. a silly song anyway. Uh, the Republican convention chose the song "It Was the Best of Times" from La Caja Fall, uh, without really realizing the incongruity of their platform and message against homosexuality and the nature of that story. Mm. So, uh, not surprising there. Speaking of image, of course, photos don't do well on radio, uh, but uh, my Dick Cheney looking very gaunt these days. I wonder if he's on a, an extreme workout regime in the bunker, but a rather bizarre picture of uh, three fish-faced uh, looking gentlemen, Bush flanked by Cheney and Hank Paulson, and they all three of them look as though they're deeply stunned or have soiled their pants recently or something. They... Not a not a well-looking group. Yeah, and of course, as more and more revelations come out about the actual facts of the Bush administration, Cheney, of course, is this sort of uh, head of the Spanish Inquisition, shall we say, <laughs> behind the scenes and all of this mischief that's been going on uh, under the Bush, all this unconstitutionality. Um, more revelations about the fact that George Bush will not sign the upgraded Patriot Act unless the telecoms are given immunity from lawsuits over apparently illegal activity that they voluntarily engaged in. Already. Already. And yeah. this, of course, confirms, by the way, an executive order that uh, delightful old Ronald Reagan signed back in the 1980s in which he allowed uh, the CIA and FBI to monitor um, all sorts of political groups here in America. Just precisely what... Uh, is going on with this some of the FISA activity. Um, CISPUS. Right. Any liberal, you know, anybody that was active against the Reagan policies in Central America, the foreign policies that can only be characterized objectively as promoting terrorism, um, were monitored by the FBI. Uh, church groups were monitored. Yeah. The Quakers. Uh, oh, you know, the, the SANE, the, the nuclear... Um, you know, the anti-nuclear uh, movement was monitored by uh, our spies and spooks. This is classic uh, stuff, and I uh, neglected to bring in a book that I read this past week, a new book by Ethan Theo Harris that's just outstanding about the history of uh, our spooks. Well, and it's, it's, to me, it's always been remarkable the extent to which this country became like its enemy in yeah. the Cold War. That we really did become, you know, at the end of World War II, we had all this political capital, we had all this economic clout, uh, unparalleled position in world history, and the obsessive, fear-mongering uh, militarism that drove the country's economy in the post-World War II era essentially uh, doomed the United States, beacon of freedom, land of liberty, to become increasingly Soviet-like. Oh, yeah. To the extent where even the mild, you know, the, the Quaker, the Friends Society, uh, find themselves being monitored for, you know, biblical conversations about the nature of peace and universal brotherhood and fellowship of man. Um, dangerous thinking. Dangerous um, thinking. In uh, political climates uh, not uh, friendly to independent thought. And of course, independent thought is uh, still allowed to flourish here in Ann Arbor at WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 
And uh, certainly... 763-3500 is the number. This uh, would be uh, an even more depressing and, and dreary world if we didn't have our Wolf's fine programming to look forward to or the excellent uh, specialty international programming that we have on the weekends here on WCBN, uh, let alone free speech radio news and the independently produced public affairs programming such as you're listening to now. So if you've ever listened to Gray Matters before and you've been, you know, found thinking yourself thinking oh, i hadn't really noticed that before or maybe we've said something on the program that struck you as hey why hasn't anyone else noticed that i've noticed that too or even i can't believe they said that on gray matters this week that's so true but it's ridiculous nobody's uh, saying anything about it uh all we can do is read the papers and comment on uh, the world uh like any good american and uh, the fact that uh, listener support allows this station to uh, continue means that it's so important for you to call uh, this fundraiser season, 763-3500. And indeed, job growth last year was initially reported by the Bureau of Labor Statistics to be much higher than, in fact, it was. Uh, I did find the number on this. The total was 376,000 jobs overinflated by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And we've How convenient. Remarked, we've remarked about the convenient timing that the Bush administration uses in uh, manipulating unemployment numbers, and I'm sure they will again uh, as we're in a presidential election. Real quick on the presidential election, obviously what we're, what, what we're experiencing tomorrow is, is unprecedented. Uh, this is just an absolutely fascinating event where there's essentially almost a quasi-national primary uh, my mm. gut feeling tells me that Romney is actually going to do a little bit better than uh, the predicted demise of him. And in fact, I think he would probably would actually, if Giuliani hadn't dropped out, probably would have actually won more delegates tomorrow than McCain. But because uh, Giuliani rigged New York uh, under the assumption that he would be the nominee <laughs> to a winner-take-all situation, uh, that is a state McCain will easily win. And as a result, he will have... A substantial lead tomorrow in delegates, but I think Romney is going to do well enough to hang in the race, and it'll be very interesting to see how Huckabee does in the serious evangelical states of Arkansas, yeah. Oklahoma, and Alabama. Keep an eye on Huckabee's totals in those three states, because the evangelical total in those states is over 40%. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting that Edwards didn't stick it out through Super Tuesday. Shocking development. Um, I think that the, the interesting thing about that is I think that he is essentially endorsing Obama without endorsing him. This has helped Obama a little bit in the national polls, but the irony is it actually could hasten the demise of Obama. Um, I think Obama is going to do well enough tomorrow to hang in there, but so is Hillary Clinton. She's not below 40% in any of these states except one, Illinois. She's going to get pummeled in Illinois, uh, and Obama actually could win more uh, win more delegates tomorrow if he uh, can hold his own in California, and that, of course, will be the very interesting state hmm. to keep an eye on. Nationally, however, you want to keep your eye on th uh, four states, uh, in including California, Missouri, Tennessee, and Arkansas, because Missouri, Tennessee, and Arkansas are three sort of uh, Mississippi River uh, border states that are crucial uh, in terms of the so-called toss-up states that are going to be in play uh, in the general election. And you want to keep an eye on the Democratic vote total 
and percentages as well as the Republican vote total and percentages because the Democrats may have to win one of those states to win the presidency. That is an unbelievable development, but uh, true. And as uh, we may be looking at another classic American election where the popular vote overwhelmingly goes for the Democrats, but they lose the Electoral College. It's a very frightening uh, fact, but uh, the Electoral College is rigged in uh, favor of the Republican Party. So well, that's it on that. We'll yeah. talk more about the election One next last week. jab there. The Onion had a good headline a couple of weeks back. I don't know if you saw this. Giuliani to run for president of 9-11. Yeah. And uh, he may yet win that one. Well, I'll give him a brain damage <coughs> award for um, not endorsing Britney Spears for president. <laughs> I think she might have been uh, more qualified than John McCain. And she is uh, under care of a physician these days, apparently. <laughs> Well, all the news is is not bleak and bad. Of course, uh, Bush returned from a whirlwind tour of the Middle East, land of liberty, freedom, and basic human rights. And, uh, and spreading... home to petrodollars that are yes. rapidly and frequently bailing out the American economy. Uh, and uh, he had a message of liberty and freedom. Uh, and how could they be anything but excited with such great economic numbers there? But I noticed this from a recent Financial Times that one of the countries that uh, Bush visited and spoke so eloquently of liberty, uh, there's been a political development. The ruler of Dubai has named his son as successor. Ah. And so liberty does indeed triumph in uh, lands where, where Bush has set his foot. And here, this is an interesting thing. I don't read the Times as often anymore, uh, the New York Times, uh, now I've been subscribing to the Financial Times, but I don't know if, if I haven't heard much about this elsewhere. Uh, but the U.S. military is funding the construction of madrasas in Afghanistan. Yes, that's right. The Pentagon has decided in their infinite wisdom uh, that rather than have... Uh, Student uh, people send uh, their children to madrasas in Pakistan, uh, notorious for their conservative anti-American agenda. That uh, it, wouldn't it be better if the Pentagon used U.S. taxpayer dollars to build uh, madrasas for conservative students in Afghanistan itself, thus showing the noble beneficence of the uh, military occupation? Um, when you look at the problems faced by American schools in mm -hmm. especially our major uh, urban centers. Do they the, get vouchers, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> the very idea that amongst the $515 billion military request to, uh, by the way, it's like $5 million, $5 billion for a thousand new Marines. Mm -hmm. That's a billion dollars? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 the numbers with the military are, are just absolutely incredible. You know, we have these unmanned drones actually bombing people uh, in the Middle East. Uh, they killed a terrorist recently. Yeah, here, too much fanfare. Five billion dollars military drone. I had the number slightly wrong. Five. Oh yeah, those drones are, are great. Five billion dollars to add five thousand Marines to the Corps. Uh, that's a, a billion dollars per thousand Marines. Now, that's a whole other topic in and of itself. But, uh, again, this sort of crazy, insane, uh, profligate waste of money is exactly why the pittance that we're asking you for here at WCBN is such a bargain. You know, you're already, we're all of us being taxed to pay for these uh, 
chicanery and foolishness. Uh, you know, the uh, wealth of the Suarto clan, $35 billion. Yeah, yeah I mentioned that last all week. pirated away from U.S. military aid. We've already been suckered on that, you know, but the fact that we still have access to a radio station like this means that the $10, the $15, the $25, $30 that you can spare uh, really, truly does become important. We don't have the Suardo Widow Fund here to keep CBN going. And I've always thought that in a true democracy, wouldn't it be great if America, when you were paying your taxes, you could say, I want my taxes to go for this. XXX, I want all yeah. my taxes to go for schools and roads. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy with that. And some people could vote for the military or whatever you know sure. research they wanted to. This is how I want to spend my tax dollar. Or that hippie museum in New York that Hillary Clinton <laughs> earmarks. It's crazy. So, uh, But we don't live in that world. Yeah, 763-3500. Of course, uh, we always have, uh, you know, here's another classic Gray Matters little clipping, clipping from the year 2000. A record 7 million Americans are in the correctional system in the United States, with 2.2 million in prison or jail, a uh, 2.7 uh, increase over the past uh, year, and uh, more than 4 million were on probation and 784,000 on parole. You want to talk about an incredible waste of money is our prison system in America. I, I, you know, the violent bad guys and a few gals. Yeah, they've got to be locked up and put away. But, Sequestered uh, from decent society. The war on drugs and some of the other uh, mischief that goes on in these prisons. And, and, the, and the prison system is definitely racist. Uh, it always has been and alas, always will be. So that's another classic example. By the way, it's 25% of the uh, state budget here in the state of Michigan. Um, it's very difficult to cut spending that we hear all endlessly about from the GOP when we're building more prisons. And in fact, in some states, the prison industrial complex is the largest employer. That is frightening. And sad. Sad. And of course, another classic Gray Matters clipping that I'll just read is the infamous man is guilty of putting mouse in burrito. <laughs> that is a good one. It's a classic. <coughs> from Traverse City, a man is scheduled... For sentencing next month in a plot to extort money from Taco Bell, says Ryan Daniel Goff, 20 of Traverse City, pleaded guilty to a felony account of attempted false pretenses between $1,000 and $20,000. He was guilty, pled guilty for uh, claiming to have found a mouse in his Taco Bell <laughs> and uh, said... Uh, inv he, investigators said that his girlfriend told them he purchased frozen mice from the pet store and slipped them into one of his burritos. <laughs> a classic. We'll give him a brain damage award. And it's a new taste sensation all at the same time. <laughs> Another classic from 07 uh, from my pile of uh, strange clippings is executive gets death penalty in ant swindle. A Chinese business executive was sentenced to death for swindling $385 million from investors in a bogus ant breeding scheme, a court official uh, said. So don't fall sucker to any ant breeding uh, scenarios that might come your way. The only real sure bet, let's face it, gold is already too expensive to invest in. The only real sound investment at the moment is continued radio on WCBN. Uh, freeform radio, locally produced Current affairs and public affairs programming seven six three thirty five hundred. And of course, this show is 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 has been done live historically. We make some mistakes down here, but we try and keep it both informative 
and educational and entertaining. Um, and we certainly have all sorts of uh, archived material that we will continue to bring to you uh, on uh, gray matters. So um, do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling will be coming up shortly. And we're up. Uh, oh, oh, I guess we're getting a couple of uh, people to thank here. Um, we'd like to thank Jeff for pledging down here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. 763 3500 is the number to call. Area code 734 763. Not too late for you to call off. 3500. Uh, T shirts, mugs, all sorts of various bric a brac. Some new uh, shirts designed this year. Uh, looks like we're ready to go to Yazoo City Calling. Okay.